Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. Rick, that was extremely good lip syncing. My name is Robert Kane. I didn't lip sync that part. You did. The, no, you just said I'm Robert Kane. Oh, I you didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what you were going to say there. For the, See, longest... the thing was, I didn't know how you were going to identify yourself because... Same way you do normally, by saying okay. what my name is. All right. What is it? Robert Kane. Okay. But Rob, for a lot of people. Ooh, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why Rob? I was talking to somebody earlier about how Robert is an extremely flexible name. Rob, Bob. Rob, Robert, Robbie. Robbie, Bob, yeah. Bobby. Bobby. Bert. Ah, really? There's six names right there. Bert, Bertie. Bertie? There's seven. I don't know. Regina? I'm not a huge fan of Bertie. <laughs> <laughs> big, big Rob. Big Bertie. Big Robbie. Big yeah. Robbie. How do you feel about Robbie? Uh, not a huge fan. I think it could catch. That could be like your... Like, people know you as Rob or Robert, but, like, when you break out, like, it's going to be Robbie. When I break hey, out. Hey, uh, Robbie Kane here. Just want to bring the word to you. Got a revelation. Got <laughs> so, a word from the Lord for you. So, for work, we went, out, we went out to dinner at this uh, this place in Polaris that was really, really good. And the- You want to oh, name it? Firebirds. It's a car. Yeah. It's also a restaurant. Oh, okay. Extremely good. Um, and our waiter was, it was literally the best- experience i've ever had really restaurant restaurant yeah amazing what what was what made it like the difference so like i don't know i don't know if our glasses ever got more than like 25 percent um to where there's like less than 25 percent of whatever we were drinking in there like it was the guy constantly was coming back like coming back and he would sit down at a chair like chat with us and he'd get up before it got too awkward like he was just tremendous Wow. Yeah. His name is Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Good job. And he called me Bobby. Did he? Yeah. So that's why we were talking about how these various- Did you call him Chucky? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, awesome guy. Great. Um, Did you tip him? I didn't pay for dinner. So I imagine. We were all saying how it's the best. It was the best experience we've okay, ever had. So, so I imagine he good got a job, good Chucky. tip. Good job, Chucky. Question for you, Robbie. Um, do you find it kind of annoying, though, when they come in like- like you have barely, like you said, like it's not even twenty five percent empty your glass, and they just like refill it, and they're all over you. No, no, no. Sorry, I may have said that wrong. Like it never got more below than 25%. below twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like the perfect time yeah. to refill. Yeah. It was like, oh, there we go. He knows. Well done, sir. Charles, yeah. sure that's your real name. Uh, exactly. We, we salute you. Yeah, he he really did a, a phenomenal job. Cool. So how often do you do you go out to eat with your people at work? With my people? Yeah. Um, it was more so a work function. So we had like a big presentation and some, uh, one of the head honchos came in, flew in. So like you're, you're grinning. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I say head honcho as if like. So you're the mafia. Yeah, exactly. That's great. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it was one of my bosses flew in. And so we all were like, Hey, you know what? Like we're here. Um, she was going to stay at the, she did stay at one of the hotels in town and and I had both of my bosses there, and so my boss was like, "Hey, like, make sure your evening's free because we're going out to dinner." Oh, she flew in. She stayed yeah. in the hotel. Like, we're gonna make sure we go out to dinner. I was yeah. like, "That's fine with me." Who always said like just you and them, like you and the big wigs? No, no. We also so um, there were like three local managers and then two okay. regional managers. Gotcha. So like so, the two regional ones. How did Danielle and Finley like their food? I actually saved half of it 
for them and they loved it why'd you have to save it dude we had so many appetizers and like oh they weren't worth you what you didn't bring your wife to dinner oh yeah no no whoa that was like a quick <laughs> denial like, i'm just gonna answer straight ab- up no, no absolutely <laughs> it was a work you, function you, you could have been nobody like, brought their family you could have been like ah, no it just wasn't didn't fit in or like Hey, you know, just not this time. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be around the bush, out. Rick. You it's asked me if my family came, like I said no. Strong out the gate, like no. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest, definitely not. Why would you ask that question? <laughs> one of the biggest things about business is you got to read the room. Ooh, my goodness. Read the room, and that was not well, a setting for me to bring if, my if wife it, and one. My family's not welcome in my business. Count me out. <laughs> You're such a noble man. <laughs> All right. No, they were not there, but I had so many appetizers, and so did the rest of us. That yeah. by the time our food came, we were basically full. And so I was able to, it was a, it was a steakhouse. So it was like really good, good food. Firebirds. And, but I saved half of it for Danielle and she was thrilled. So. Oh, oh, is that your. That's my sparkling water. Sparkling water. This one's, hey. uh, this one's Kirkland. It's the one from Costco. Costco brand. Yeah. Sparkling this water week, lemon. Um, Rob preached last week. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah, not like today's Monday. So it wasn't yesterday, but. So this episode will drop in two days. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, preached Rob preached that life. Point Westerville, mm-hmm. um, so we're just gonna spend the next twenty minutes just kind of picking his uh, picking his sermon apart. Actually, that's uh, not what we're doing. Uh, so I he asked me very graciously <laughs> to uh, take some notes. Yeah, thank you for some, revealing those on here. So um, appreciate that. Yeah, let me just read the top point number I'm, one. I'm just gonna read. The, consider other career paths. <laughs> I'm just gonna read the first fifteen. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay. So we are actually. All right. So number one. <laughs> Intro. <laughs> Just kidding. I would kindly do these off the air. That means that there's some well, pretty can, scathing remarks. You can cry and yeah. feel like you can process. Exactly. Exactly. Fetal position, all that stuff. Just trying to see if there's an appropriate sound. Sound effect. I don't think there is. Anyway, let's get into it. So, Rick, we're talking about the essentials classes. Oils. Oh. Yeah, essential oils. Yeah. That were burning in the oil diffuser mm. during Temple. your essentials class. Yeah, exactly. With the candles lit, you guys all had your own mat to yeah. kneel on. Yeah. Facing the west. Um, the the little icon we had. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just I get my things mixed up. West is a, is is too literal for us. Mm. It's about an idea. So wherever West feels to you, yes, that's that's where you lean. Whatever your truth is, whatever your true West is, mm. find your true West. Find your true West. <laughs> Dude, I'm making a brand. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but that's gonna be the name. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so we're talking about your essentials classes, and with that, first off, the. People listening are probably thinking, what in the world are these essentials classes? Yeah, probably so. It, it's classes, just to clarify, where essential oils are sold. <laughs> We're getting in a off. church context. Right, Rick? <laughs> you got to feel your ministry, baby. It's your tent making. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Okay. So, Excuse again, me. if you're new to the podcast, we joke around a lot. So, we're not serious, but now we're getting serious. Okay, Rick, so what are the essentials classes? You. Yeah. So, um, part of the church plant, Proclamation Church in Mount Vernon, we are doing six weeks of training. We're calling those our essential classes. We're covering two weeks on evangelism, two weeks on discipleship, and two weeks on the church. So, the idea is that as we kind of begin to move forward with our with our core team we want to help equip them um for ministry but also kind of begin to to lay the framework for that culture that we want to see come to fruition at proclamation church so a couple of those things are or i mean three of them 
our key, that's evangelism, discipleship, and then our healthy view of the church. Um, so just talking about evangelism, we, uh, last night was our first evangelism class, essentials class. We feel like it went well? I feel like it went well. Um, you know, it's always hard to judge those things on your own to know, like, did this go well or not? Well, if I was invited, maybe I'd be able to yeah, well, give you some remarks. Well, I, you were invited, Rob. Yeah, whatever. I have invited you multiple times to come join our church plant. Keep going. But you whatever. never have. So anyway, so last night we talked about um, evangelism. We talked about why we evangelize. We talked about the key thing we honed in on is, is what we share. And a lot of times people think about evangelism. They think I need to share my testimony and I just need to articulate how like the, the thing, the narrative usually goes, my life before Jesus, my life when I met Jesus, then my life after I've had this encounter with Jesus, which I will say I've taught that model for years. Okay. However, I think it's flawed, and here's why: is it just becomes very quickly about the individual, about me and my story, rather than what's really going on. So, what we are training our people to do is to really incorporate the gospel into their story, or mm-hmm. sorry, incorporate their story into the gospel. Um, and we just talk about the gospel. God, man, Christ response. Mm. There's a God. He's holy. He's perfect. He created all things. He created you. Um, there's man. Man is fallen. We state the condition of man. We're very clear that man is in need of a Savior, that he is desperately wicked. He's an enemy of God. Because this, Christ comes. Christ redeems man on the cross, pays the price for his sins. Um, in for man's sins. For man's sins. Correct. And that calls for a response from us. Yeah. And as we begin to weave our story real quick, real quick, real through quick. that, where did you get that paradigm? Um, a book. So there's a the book I one of the books I read preparing for these. Um, J. Max Stiles has a book called Evangelism, 120 pages, best book on evangelism I've ever read. It's just called Evangelism. I'm writing just it down. Just called so Evangelism. It's, a, it's a one of the nine mark books, um, and it's a quick read, but super, super good, super helpful. J. Mac, M. A. C. K. Um, Styles, so S T I L E S. Oh my goodness you gracious! Spell your name right. Oh, Rob's trying to type it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, check it out; it's a phenomenal book. So anyway, he talks about this this simple way of viewing the gospel: God, man, Christ response. God, man, Christ response. And we just spent most of the evening going through like, what's that mean? The imperatives of that, and then how do we need to rethink about our testimony and how we weave our story through that narrative? Yeah, and that- so it, it's no longer I was, you know, um, broken and and I just life was empty. Those are all true things, but it's God was whole is holy, and He created this world, and He's perfect, and He's amazing, and He wants this relationship with me. But I, I was broken, like I was, I was wicked, like all men are wicked. Like look around us, there, there has to be. A savior, and that's Christ. So you kind of work through that narrative hmm. rather than the old paradigm of me before I met Christ, when I met Christ, after meeting Christ. Yeah, and that paradigm can also be found in another Nine Marks book called What is the Gospel? I don't know who yeah. came up with it first, whether it's Greg Gilbert or J. Max Stiles or somebody else, but regardless, it was um, just, just a helpful, quick four points to think of as you're trying to share the gospel with somebody. If you hit on these four things, mm-hmm. then you've, you've covered it. Yeah. Um, but then, what was it? Um, oh, I had something else. Not good. It's not good. Oh, yeah. Listeners yeah. don't pay for this kind of content. They don't, they don't pay for this dead air. Um, but you can find a link to that, and you can find that kind of fleshed out a little bit more on our website. If you go to our menu in the upper left, 
you'll see on that drop down yeah. a um, gospel, a little thing that says gospel, yeah. and click that, and you can see great an explanation. Yeah. Um, so so super helpful book when it came to this. So that was last last night. Next week we're going to move on and talk about um, some more of that like how tos when it comes to evangelism, how to start conversations, how to have conversations, um, you know, how to be really praying. Like, and then we're going to talk about two tools that help us share our faith, the hashtag house, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And then a thing called my circle, which, um, maybe people have heard about it. It's just a way of, again, mapping not so much geographically who's around you, but just relationally who's around you, who's in your inner circle, who's kind of in your friend group, who's in your peers. Um, and you begin just to write out names so you can visually see who are the people in my life and how do I get maybe some more non-believers in this circle yeah. and then how do I be strategic about those people? Um, so we'll talk about that and then we'll talk about a little bit about apologetics and just how what to do in hard places, conversations, that kind of thing. Not so much emphasizing, hey, here's the logical sequential argument against um, you know Buddhism, or but more how do you ask really good questions? How do you get people to start thinking about what they believe? Uh, uh, very similar to the uh, Greg Kokel's Colombo tactic. Yeah. You get them thinking, you know, oh, that's interesting. Why do you believe that? How did you come to that conclusion? Just putting a stone in their shoe. So that's the first two weeks. That's on evangelism. Okay, so just to recap that, the first week is kind of like a high-level view of evangelism. The second week is the how-to. Yeah, first week is kind of what we're sharing okay. and yep. why. Yep. And the second week will be how. Okay, yep. that's helpful. And then Rob, weeks three and four? You're, you're helpful, buddy. Oh, baby, don't make me blush. Weeks three and four? Um, so again, talk about discipleship, and we will talk about kind of big picture, like what is disi- discipleship and why is it important, um, and why we can't just throw that term around and put everything under the umbrella of discipleship. Some mm-hmm. things are discipleship, some things are not. Um, some you want to break that down real quick? Well, yeah, so um, like Sunday morning, that's discipleship. It's not as probably the most as... Um, it's not impactful, but like one-on-one discipleship or small group discipleship is highly relational. Yeah. So there's there's opportunity for a lot of relational growth there. So clarifying question. Where would, Sunday mornings is is more like whole church discipleship. Yeah. So would that kind of fall into what we were talking about, I don't know, a couple episodes ago where we were saying active and passive discipleship? Somewhat. I mean, you have to be kind of careful with terms because exactly because everything everything's active yeah it's not right? it's not but there's not like this we have a grid and we have a plan sunday morning is yeah. is happening the plan is sunday morning and that is a huge discipleship component yeah but there's also like um discipleship as far as like things just pop up in someone's life and they call you in a crisis and they want to talk about things maybe that's a little more passive whereas if it's like hey i know i'm meeting up with with john every wednesday morning and we're walking through this book or going through this text like that's more um, active. Yeah. So yeah. the first week talking about kind of what is discipleship, why is it important, and then again second week we'll talk about kind of the what it's going to look like at Proclamation Church and how we want to build a discipleship culture um, as we as we move forward. Yeah. And we'll talk about like our community groups as a as a form of discipleship, and like ongoing and then like initial. So the big thing to think about is initial discipleship. Someone comes to the Lord, or they're new in their faith, or they just come to your church and they're they need to grow. What what kind of plane that has more uh, a trellis, right? More trellis yeah. to it, more structure that you can help walk them through for the initial, get them grounded, teach them how to study the Word, teach them how to pray, teach them how to be consistent in their life um, with their with the church, and then ongoing. You know, Sunday mornings, community groups, maybe some 
some just Bible study, stuff like that, that is going to continue to disciple the people. Yeah, that's good. Now, what's going to be five and six? So five and six, we're going to talk about the church. So this this is the one that I could I mean we can spend a lot more time on because it's the most important, um, but it's it's the most surprising when I tell people what we're doing and they think what, you have to tell your church members who've been in church for years what church is. It's like no, it's not quite that, but we're helping people to to think about the church I think in a healthy way. Um, so that first week we're going to talk about like a lot. What is the church? The bride of Christ. This um, this organization that that is different than every other kind of organization on the planet this is the bride of christ parachurch you know like campus crusade or like billy graham ministries or all that you know all that other stuff phenomenal great but that's not the church the church is the bride of christ it's believers who have committed to christ coming together under certain parameters we won't walk through all that right now who are committed to this thing and so we're going to talk about, you know, what is church, how does, you know, what's it look like to be a part of that? And it should begin to kind of push people's thinking on evangelism, how we do it as a church. This isn't a one-off thing, that we do this together. We, we hold each other accountable. Discipleship, it's the, the work of the church. It's not a group doing it here or a group doing it there. We're all together in this thing. It's about covenanting together. So we're going to talk about membership why membership is so important. It's not just your your names on a board, on a wall, or you can now have a vote on the budget. It's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's saying we are committed to seeing one another become more like Christ. Yeah. Whereas, you know, people think it's a church, it's a job of the church to say, you're a believer. We, we see the evidence in your life and we're declaring you a believer. Mm-hmm. Or to say, you're not a believer. We see evidence in your life that you're not a believer. I can't, on my own, declare that for somebody. But Scripture gives us, gives the church, that authority and that responsibility. So as we work through those things, we're going to talk a little bit more about leadership, eldership, yeah. why we're complementarian. Um, well, and as, as a clarifier, like when you say the Scripture gives the church that authority, it's it's not saying that the church gets to say uh, de- declaratively, or I'm trying to think of the right word, but it's not that the church has, it's not the church has the final say mm-hmm. as to whether or not somebody is a believer. It's just the church has the yeah, authority. Yeah, you, you don't pay your dues. Yeah, that's right. You don't die. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> no, but the church can say, hey, yeah. look, like we can affirm yeah. your profession of faith as a body mm-hmm. and adopt you into our local expression of the body of Christ. Right. But if you begin to show evidence that you're you're actually not a follower of Jesus because you seem to be more allied to your sin than you are to the Savior, then we're going to remove that affirmation. And so that that's a good clarifier. I, I think that the key is to understand is that it's the church. Now we, I'm I'm running along several assumptions here. We're talking about a you're healthy. Assuming does. Yeah, I know, right? You and me. Um, <laughs> It's a healthy church. They're orthodox in their doctrine. Yes. Uh, they're, it's not like they're wayward or they've denied Scripture and they're walking away or that their leaders are in sin. But a healthy church saying, is this brother or sister following after Christ or not? Because we don't get to make up the rules, hmm. right? And so we believe as we come together in the covenant of a church, what we see in the New Testament, um, that's the best way we have to know if we're following the Lord or if we're not. Yeah. And people who push against that, 
Some people push against it for different reasons, but ultimately you're, you're pushing away protection. You're pushing away affirmation. You're, you're pushing away um, a family that's not only just going to hold you accountable to things, but is going to carry you along and help you become more like Christ. So we're doing these trainings and just, just really trying to get people to think more in depth and a little healthier about what the church is. And, and I think our people are, are like so close. I mean, like they're where I'm at, like we're learning this together, but the more we can work at having it, this really having a real heavy or serious view of having a healthy church early and building that into the foundation of proclamation church, I think will save us a lot of heart heartache on the back end. Um, So the key to all these things is that we, we, we don't just do it for six weeks and then, Hey, you know, cool. And people say, what about it is? Oh, there's a class like three years ago we did. We started. It was yeah. really cool. No, we, we want to work these into our membership and even just regular um, equipping times. I don't know if that'll be quarterly or annually or biannually. Bi- Do you think it'll be part of your membership classes? Is that what you say? Part when, of it, yeah. Okay, yeah. For sure. Like it's required for you to go to these before becoming a member? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I don't know if there'll be six separate ones or there'll be we'll, – we'll, put all these into one class. You know, I don't know how mm-hmm. all that will work. Almost like we'll, a Reader's we'll Digest. definitely hit all these things um, in depth for sure because this is what we want. This is our culture. And, and to, to create this culture, we have to help form people and, and help them to, to think th- this way and to, not that we need to indoctrinate them, but uh, if this is what we see in Scripture and I'm convinced it is, then this is what we're about. Then this is what we're inviting people into. So doing that uh, with regularity and the hope is that we begin to see this Again, really become a part of our culture. You know, evangelism isn't something we we do on Saturdays. It's not a part of join the committee if you want to be a part of the evangelism team or join the committee if you want to be a part of discipleship or if you really care, you'll be a member. No, like this is what we do. Like this is what Jesus did. I mean, uh, like on repeat. So if he did it consistently, regularly, and we say we're his followers, I think we should be doing it too. Yeah, I agree. I love that the, I mean, those things, they all are connected in one way, shape, or form. To remove one of them from the others would just cause the whole thing to collapse from a healthy structure. Um, okay, that's good stuff. I mean, do you have any anything else on there? This is the whole episode is basically you sharing that. It's all that. me. So this Finally, is... my own show. <laughs> Finally. Getting my own platform. Hey, mom and dad. No, so, like, I mean, you've covered exactly, like, what they are, what your hope is for them, and why you feel like they're necessary, how often you're going to have them. Is there anything additional? Let's say there's a guy out there who is getting ready to plant a church who's just, just like, a year behind you, or let's say, like, three months behind you. Like, he's already stirring some ideas. And he's thinking about like, man, it would be really good if all of our all of the people that are considering planting with us are on the same page. Yeah. Like, what? Where'd you get some of the material? Like, what are some resources that you would recommend in terms of putting the material together? In terms of getting the material? I mean, share some practical steps. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one thing is that in just the process, you want to you want to be as you build shape culture, language is essential in that. And you want to be using similar terms. We want to, we want people to hear, you know, God, man, Christ response so often, and they just they know it. Yeah, you know, they know it. Um, we want people to when they talk about evangelism to know what we're talking about. Like it's 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 bold, it's declarative, it's um, with with great um, urgency, right? Those kinds of things. So when, as we talk about these things, as you think about planting. 
you really want to, in the early days, begin to shape the culture. So one thing that's really helpful with a class is that you're, there's no longer any assumptions. Oh, I think people understand what we mean. Like we've we've gone through it and we'll continue to touch back to it and, and keep using the language so that there's this kind of uniformity across the board on that. Um, as far as resources, again, there's a book, this book Evangelism by J. Max Stiles. There's a book, um, Questioning Evangelism by, I think, Randy Newman might be his name. And uh, a lot of his stuff, he's a crew guy and, and uh, Campus Crusade guy. What I love about his stuff is he just he just hones in on just asking really good questions, you know, and how when people would throw up like an issue here, an issue in there in evangelism, it's really about their heart. And if you can ask good questions, you're gonna you're gonna div- kind of divert from all their um, their diversion. You're gonna subvert their subversity, whatever that word is. Nice, mm. nice. Subverting subversion. There oh you go. My. So that, um, you know, we're working through with church stuff, with membership, like covenant stuff. and What's a covenant look like? And, you know, so just looking at different robust theological covenants, not saying we're adopting these wholesale, but looking yeah. at what's it look like to covenant together. Do you have an idea of what covenant you guys will use? Or yeah, not, sorry, not, not covenant, maybe, what confession of faith? I'm not going to get into it right now. Okay. Were you, were you thinking confession of faith as well when I said that? Because there's a difference between covenant and confession. Yeah, so so we're talking about as membership as far as covenant. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. what that's what I was talking about. Okay, and then side question: Do you guys have an idea of what confession you'll be using? Of faith, like what our church would confess, mm-hmm. or are you creating your own? You're gonna go on your own uh, and say, "Yeah, we I, might you can make the better pull one. from here and there." But we're like, yeah, no one's no. We will be a lot of copy and paste on that. Nice. Um, and then as far as discipleship, you know, it's great because I have two other guys. I mean, Jim is gonna cover discipleship. Jim's been on the podcast before. Um, and he's then a great guy to do that too. Ron Wallace, who's a phenomenal dude, he's going to cover the church. I don't know why I haven't had Ron on this podcast, but ah, hope Ron listens and I hope he's offended. He's legit, so funny. <laughs> he why don't a, you get him on here? He's sometime. so witty. I love it. Um, but anyway, there's there's great stuff on discipleship. Nine Marks has a phenomenal book on discipleship as well. Um, Called Discipling. Is that the one you're referring to? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just writing. This I mean, in those the show are notes. those are just off the top of my head, but yeah. Excellent. All right. Cool. Well, if there's nothing else. All right. So back to Rob's points on his sermon. Yeah, exactly. Let's go um, ahead and dissect this thing. Do you want me to read one of these? Yeah. G- go ahead and throw one out for the listeners. I got to find the right one. Um, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> now you got to do that one. Oh, this is a positive one. It took you that long to find a positive <laughs> one? Jeez. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I had to. You asked for criticism, so I like I did. I did. by grace. I just threw these in. Yeah. No, but you did a great job clarifying and bringing weight to the Christ return. I thought that was super well done. People often can neglect the seriousness that Christ will come back, and then it's it's the end. Appreciate um, that. You know. Now, so, now give me give me one piece of advice. Oh my. Um, just so the listeners don't think that I'm <laughs> just trying to be puffed up on here. Give me, give me one, one area I can improve, Rick. I know there's a oh, huge here, list here, right here's, there. Here's one. Um, when you went through, you stated your, you went through your main point, went through your second point. At the end of your second point, before, like you were done, you could have just went to your third point, but then you recapped one and two. Mm-hmm. It would have been, I think, a personal opinion. Could be wrong. If you would have said three, then recapped. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah. 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 That's good practical advice. All right. That's that, good stuff. I All will right. say 
compared to, I mean, you've, I think you've always been a, a pretty good preacher presenter. I think this is by far your best work. Wow. By God's well, grace. Phenomenal. Thank you. Okay. You're so, Capitol Hill? <laughs> Rob's best work. <laughs> okay, so you guys can reach us by going to our website, simpletheology.org. We are on Facebook. And then if you want to join the conversation, hop on Twitter or Facebook and use the hashtag SimpleTheologyPod. That's SimpleTheologyPod. P-O-D. Mm. That, remember that band? I do. Yeah. I do. That what was, does it stand for? I really don't know. Something of disciple. If you guys know what it is, let us know. And yeah. use the hashtag SimpleTheologyPod. And explain P-O-D. Yeah, please do. Yeah. All right. Peace out, y'all. Peace. You got to hit the record button. Do I just hit it? Yeah, push it. Push it?